Welcome to Culture Eats Strategy. Eats Strategy. With your host, entrepreneur Jamie J. Jamie J. On this podcast, we unpack the most powerful, intangible culture. Culture. Culture is way more than a mission statement or words on a wall. It's how a company behaves. It's what informs every decision, action, and reaction. Culture is the invisible hand, the true north that guides every organization. And if you create a legendary culture, you will build a legendary company. A legendary company. Now, here he is, Jamie J. I'm excited. Let me tell you why I'm excited. I'm excited for life, number one. Number two, I'm going to be talking with David Churner today. David Churner is the co-founder and CEO of a company called Yole, which you're going to come to love here over the next however, half hour or so that we're going to be talking about this. Again, culture leads the way to everything that we do on this podcast. I am a huge fan, to say the least, of culture, a big fan of Peter Drucker. Culture eats strategy, in my opinion. Culture drives everything. It's more than, like Christopher Lockhead said, words on a wall. It, is, it helps you make the decisions necessary to establish strategies. That's how important I believe culture to be. And if any of you would ever like to talk to me about culture or challenge me on any of my opinions or beliefs, please let me know. And I can't wait to jump into this call today because David is launching a cool year-long mindful leadership cohort program for senior and emerging leaders. Coming right around the corner here, like I said, he's the co-founder and CEO at Yole, which delivers transformative learning experiences for professionals and teams that combine well-being training and mindfulness-based service engagement as a foundation for impactful leadership development. And David spent most of his prior career in the health and wellness arenas, uh, both as an executive and strategy consultant. David was the founder and managing partner of HWS, a leading health workforce research and advisory company. And he was also a VP and GM of Vicinity, helping take it public before it was required by Microsoft. David also founded Alpine Health Corps and was a senior advisor and consultant at the advisory board company. So. David, it's a pleasure to have you on Culture Eat Strategy. I'm super excited to, number one, meet your acquaintance, but to learn more about you and what you're doing. Awesome. Thank you, Jamie. It's great to meet you as well. I'm excited. Let's, let's get it kicked off then. Can you tell me a little bit about your background, like who you are? Uh, I, I know I gave you the bio there and stuff like that, but I just really want to kind of get into it and, and then maybe what you feel culture means to you. Yeah, sure. So most of my career, as you mentioned, has been in the health and wellness area, both on the consulting side and executive side. And Yol came out of personal experience for me. So I had a really difficult job experience and I went on my first yoga retreat. I had gotten back into yoga about 10 years prior to this, more for my head than my body this time. And I'd always wanted to go on a retreat. And my 
yoga teacher at the time who became the co-founder and you'll carry Zabel said, it's, it's a great time for you to, to come on this retreat that I'm doing in Baja. And my wife said, Hey, it's a, it's a great time for you to go on that retreat. And uh, it's a great time. So, then <laughs> I found myself on a, uh, on a yoga retreat in Baja and I like to tell people it was, it, you know, when I describe the experience, it's sort of a, a cliched middle-aged guy experience, but uh, it was true. I, uh, I went on this retreat and I slept well and I ate well. And it was the first time other than for business that I had traveled by myself since I was in my 20s. And I met this great bunch of people who I'm still in contact with today. And I surfed and got up for the first time. Hey, all right. <laughs> and, uh, I came away thinking, holy cow, how do I package this and sell it to other people like me, people mid-career, mid-transition of some sort, mid-life, um, looking for something to kind of, uh, you know, kind of kickstart them and, um, and get them sort of ready for their next challenge. And so we spent about six months doing research on the broader retreat space and we're trying to come up with an angle and we talked to a number of folks and I found myself actually in Haiti on a humanitarian trip that summer with another group, whole other story. Um, but uh, what, we, what we sort of came up with was this idea of taking people to a beautiful place where the aesthetics of the environment would automatically transport them, teaching them some amazing somatic activities connecting mind and body. It's what somatic means. Teach them, teaching them how to meditate if they didn't know how to meditate, giving them some stress reduction techniques, um, giving them some killer yoga. So they kind of really um, kind of sit, sit into their, their heads and their bodies. And then when they were in this amazing connected space, we would give them an opportunity to give back to a really cool organization that we would have vetted and built a long-term relationship with. And the ultimate goal being that uh, they've, they, they come away from our experiences, their heads are clear, their bodies are rejuvenated, and they're ready. They feel like they've accomplished something, and they're ready to take on anything next in their world. And so um, that's kind of how we started. We started as a B2C trip and retreat company. Fast forward six years to now, um, we have evolved from a B2C trip and retreat company to a hybrid experiences company. Um, and now we consider ourselves a pure B2B um, corporate learning and uh, well-being company. Uh, but the, the beginnings of Yol, that, that you know, sort of beginning programming that I described, is still an underpinning of, of much of what we do. So, um, so that's kind of how we've come forward. Uh, along the way, we, we added on uh, learning and executive development. We had um, a C-level executive leadership com uh, person come on one of our experiences and remark that the combination of what we, we pull together, the combination of our programming, gets people to flow state much quicker than she could ever aspire to in a classroom. Flow wow. state being the optimal state for learning um, for pretty much anything. And so that's when we started investigating, well, what if we were to layer in kind of leadership and executive development? It might make it that much more effective. And so here we are three and a half years later, and that's, that's kind of where we are right now. Oh, uh, that's fantastic. Uh, real quick, what is, what is, how do you spell YOL and what, so is Yol, it, what does it mean? Sure. YOL is Y-O-L. And it is, it's spelled, it, it sounds as it, as it's spelled, Yol rhymes with soul. 
and it's Turkish for the path, the road, or the way. And uh, whole story it. behind that as well. But I wanted to get back to your your question about culture. So for yes. me, and this is an interesting tie with what I just said. Culture is soul. It is this to me. Culture is the soul of the company. It's uh, you know, it's the vibe. It's the DNA. But um, that's how I would describe it. And uh, you know, you can't really. I mean, you can describe it. You can describe the norms, and you can describe you know certain behaviors of of different people, and and so on and so forth. But to me, it's something you really feel. And and when you walk into an organization with a strong culture, and you meet different people from different parts of that organization, it's it's apparent that the the, the most cultured companies, the companies with the best cultures, wear it on their sleeve, and that's what we aspire to as well. So. So, yeah. I, I love how you describe that because culture is so much more than beer and ping pong. You know, right. you can, you can have the beer and the ping pong tables, but if you don't have those words that you used as descriptors, feel vibe, you know, it's the behavior I heard. It's all of those. I totally agree with that. If, if you don't have a good vibe and that's not carried throughout the organization, uh, it's really hard to implement against strategy. Uh, in in that way, so thank you for for sharing with 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 us what your view of culture is because I, I really 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 believe that any time you embark on any kind of a journey, there needs to be a cultural aspect, a feeling of uh, a sense of belonging, and this can be for a solopreneur and or it could be for a you know a bigger organization. Um, and I've had the pleasure of talking with so many people about the different ways that they've implemented culture. Um, and oftentimes, I actually, I would love to ask you this question. Where did culture begin in your company? A good question. Um, culture began, you know, at the very beginning. Uh, we had discussions, myself and um, Carrie, who I mentioned, is one of my co-founders, and uh, Jackie Richards, who's another co-founder, um, who was started with the company pretty early on. I mean, we had some very frank discussions about what we wanted the company to be and what we wanted the company to embody. And there are certain values that uh, have been with the company from day one. One of them being authenticity. You know, being mm. authentic, keeping it real. Um, uh, that was a, a big value that we all shared and we wanted our company to, to embody that. Um, and the other was, um, you know, just this whole aspect of giving back as part of everything that we do and um, how we, we, we designed a, a manifesto. We, we developed a manifesto of how we would work with certain service partners and who we would work with and why. And that has sort of pervaded you know, pervaded everything that we do. And um, we also... Can I, had, can I ask, what is your why then? You said why you would work with... What is that why? Um, we're working with a number of different organizations where we can really make an impact over the short term and the long term. So when we, you know, this element of service, we call it mindful service, which is short for mindfulness-based service engagement. And um, what the way we work with organizations is we will typically find organizations that are... Um, flying under the radar. So unless one of our corporate customers has a specific relationship that they, they want us to work within with a particular organization or in a particular sector, we're choosing folks uh, 
community-based organizations, not-for-profits, uh, NGOs and the like that um, are flying under the radar, that are doing a lot with very little, um, that have demonstrated sustainability, that are really doing amazing work. And we, we work cross-sectorally. But uh, for example, we work with one of the sectors that we do a lot of work with is with children. So um, uh, as an example, and we, and we, we try to pick organizations where we can really, I mentioned short, medium, and longer term, when we approach them for a particular uh, service engagement that would be part of the YOLO experience, we're asking them what we can do over the short term that will help save them time, save them money, or get something done that they wouldn't have otherwise gotten done with their limited staff. And so there's immediate impact there on the short term. Um, we'll also ask them what a medium and longer term issue is that they're they're really wrangling with so we can deploy the brain power of the folks that that we're working with and bringing on the Yola experience on behalf of the service partner organization. So uh, it could be a, a funding issue or a marketing issue or operational or strategic, what have you, but we're bringing these, you know, high powered execs into these environments. And um, so, you know, all, all people walk away feeling that something was accomplished uh, over the short term and our partners feel like, wow, we not only got something done that we needed immediate help with, but we also were able to tap into this network of, of corporate folks to help us think through this other issue. And in some cases we've, we've left, you know, four page consulting type uh, reports and recommendations for them on how to, how to do something, which is, which is really fulfilling to, ev to everybody involved. Oh my gosh. I'm yeah. Your question, but yeah, um, yeah, no, that's great because, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> excuse me on the, the, the homepage of your website, yeah. you say Yola is a corporate learning and wellbeing company and you deliver transformative learning experiences for professionals and teams that combine the wellbeing training and, and immersive, what you said, mindfulness-based service engagement as a foundation for highly impactful leadership development. But I really like what I pull out at, the, at that is transformative learning experiences. Yeah. Can you, can you touch on that or maybe elaborate? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, uh, I mean, I know transformative is a word that everybody throws around these days, but uh, that kind of goes back to our beginning as well. We were taking people on these retreats. I don't know if you've ever been on a yoga retreat or a meditation retreat. I haven't, but I'm getting I, kind of excited right now. I might, I might find myself in Baja. <laughs> <laughs> I make some great recommendations. And a plug for Baja, there's an amazing yoga retreat center down there, which is where we created Yol called Prana Del Mar, which is in Magrino, just north of uh, Cabo San Lucas and right below Toto Santos. And it's this incredible off-the-grid um, retreat center. They have great instructors. It's incredibly well-run. The food is amazing. And it's really not that far from, from here, from, from the U.S. So yeah, I highly recommend that. Um, so, so those experiences are trans transformative in and of themselves. And uh, you can talk to anybody who goes on, a, goes on a trip like that and they come back somewhat transformed, at least over the short term. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was part of how we started. I think what, as a learning company, what makes our experiences transformative is the connection between uh, the um, somatic activities, the, 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 the somatic training, um, the well-being training, uh, the service piece, um, 
of give, you know, giving back part of the experience and the learning. And we believe that the learning becomes transformative because it is connected to these other two elements. So we offer this integrated program. Um, you know, one of the problems with executive development, you mentioned Peter Drucker, and I have a I have a, 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 I'm a big fan as well. And I find it interesting that despite, I look at the broader leadership and executive development market as mostly ineffective. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's a professor from Stanford, Jeffrey Pfeffer, who's done a lot of research about that. Um, but it seems that every few years, there's a new book that comes out and then a bunch of consultants flock to that book. And that becomes, you know, sort of the new thing until a few years later when another new book comes out and those same consultants go to that next book. Meanwhile, we're sitting here, what, 50 years later, all still quoting Peter Drucker. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, amazing. Um, so, Isn't it amazing he got fired by Chrysler? <laughs> because he talked too much about culture and the impact of culture. <laughs> true visionary. Um, but yeah, so, so we believe that our experiences are transformative because we're getting people to, first of all, be comfortable in their bodies, mm-hmm. so uh, um, to rest their minds, so through the somatic activities. Um, we give them this opportunity to give back to this amazing organization um, so they're feeling really good about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And when they're in that place we then layer in the learning and we also deliver the learning differently than, than most uh, leadership and executive development. Uh, Can you give an example of that? Yeah, we do. We do a lot of our work outside. So, mm. uh, you know, the big thing is micro learning and everybody wants learning on their handheld and so forth. But one of the problems with a lot of learning is it's just not retained. And there's still a lot of learning that takes place in a classroom, you know, in a fluorescent lit classroom, because that's where companies have to do their learning. Um, our philosophy is, yeah, we can bring learning to the classroom. Um, we can also bring learning to one of our service partners, Forget Me Not Farm in Santa Rosa, for example, that provides animal therapy and horticultural training to battered kids. Incredible yeah. organization, um, just truly inspiring. And we can be under a tree at this organic farm uh, talking about uh, dip managing difficult conversations or change leadership. So, um, so that's one of the ways we do it is we bring it outside, um, you know, we bring it into non-traditional environments. And uh, in the case of our multi-day experiences, um, the learning is happening you know, throughout. So we might, um, if it's our service day, we could be, uh, you know, it could be three hours of learning on the neuroscience of leadership in the morning. And then there could be a service experience in the afternoon. And then we'd have a really great dinner. And then after dinner, we'd sit around a campfire and have a discussion on uh, some of the issues facing the service partner and how we can help solve for them. So it's, uh, it's sort of this really integrated experience. And therefore, it becomes that much more transformative. I absolutely love that. I've completely fallen in love with that with that program. And, and we have here at, at our company, we have a, a, a program called the Ripple Effect. And basically, it, it's got two main drivers to it. Um, it's for our staff, uh, for me, for my wife. Uh, it's both in and out of work. So it's life work, not work-life balance. I can't stand that. It's life work, meaning that do something good for somebody here. Uh, 
to make an impact either regionally, nationally, or globally. Awesome. And what's really awesome. powerful for that is, is if we, if I commend somebody for doing something amazing, um, they feel good and they may commend someone else. And it's, it's non-solicited. Uh, we have one person that uh, experienced the ripple effect by teaching kids for free how to play music. And she did that outside of our company, but we completely uh, embraced her and just absolutely love that stuff. So when you have that giving component to your retreats and, and you take it up a next level, you actually take the people that attend the retreats to brainstorm to help that organization out. I think that is amazing. And uh, you mentioned the horse therapy. We have horse therapy here for children with Down syndrome. And it, it's it's so, I mean, we went on a tour of their facility and it was just, you, you can like, oh my gosh, you're, you're doing something so amazing. It's, it's bigger than you. It is. It is. And, you know, we found, um, in fact, people ask us, what's your secret sauce? And um, what we found is that, you know, service is our secret sauce. Uh, and particularly when you approach it mindfully and you really get people to, um, to focus inward and think about, uh, why they serve and um, what service means to them, and then you put them in service. Um, take a team. Uh, I mean, it can be so powerful uh, in everything else that that they're doing, um, and it really becomes a focal point. But um, what's what was really interesting to us early on was uh, the the impact service had it as a great equalizer. So you can take any team, I don't care if they're the most senior executive team or a junior team, uh, you're going to have a bunch of introverts, you're going to have a bunch of extroverts, and there's going to be some political BS that's going to be flying around in the atmosphere if they're an intact team. And once you put people in service to another organization or another person, all of that melts away. And so it makes them, it enables them to be that much more present and it makes them much more open to receiving the learning and to appreciating uh, what's going on around them and it improves connection between the team and camaraderie. And um, it's just this, this great sort of secret weapon in the delivery of the learning. So um, not to mention that it feels good and you yeah. amazing organizations. And so, uh, so yeah, so we, um, uh, I would say about half a year on, we started realizing, wow, we, we're doing some really cool empathy exercises and connection exercises that are part of you know, our program. And uh, we're, we're sort of organically developing this curriculum. So over the subsequent couple years, we developed this curriculum called Mindful Service. And, uh, and I can, I'll, I'll plug our, our, our white paper. You can put a link on the site called Heck yeah. Mindful Service Transforms the Workplace, which kind of... Um, uh, describes our philosophy around that. But uh, we realized how powerful it was. Um, we also realized um, that people come to service with, uh, you know, a lot of hesitancy, a lot of, um, a lot of baggage sometimes. Mm. So uh, initially we, we facilitate this discussion on the front end of why, what, why we serve and what does service mean to me as a way of kind of getting out the good, the bad, and what we call the shadow side of service, such that 
people will feel comfortable and they won't harbor guilty feelings or, you know, feelings of white privilege, for example. And so they can bring their whole selves into the service activity. And that's a key component of our curriculum. And then once they're in the service, we get them to recognize what's going on in their heads and their bodies. And then on the back end, we'll revisit that first discussion with the context of having done their direct service heard from the executive director or somebody else at the organization and then began to engage in um, a particular problem that the service partner is, 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 you know, kind of dealing with on behalf of them. So that just becomes a really holistic, amazing, impactful experience for the participants in addition to learning. It's unbelievable. I'm um, just out of curiosity, the people attending this event and then listening to the challenges from this, from this, um, organization, um, they're providing feedback, are they? Or are they just listening? Both, actually, yeah. And Do they ever um, hear the results of whatever they, it is that they've taken and perhaps been implemented? They do, they do. And uh, in fact, we're working on some other really fun and interesting ways to, um, uh, to enable further connection. Um, one of the things that I recognized early on, I mentioned my trip to Haiti. So I went uh, went got completely out of my comfort zone, which is also what we're about to some extent. And I went to Haiti uh, in the middle of the summer and helped uh, inventory and set up a new medical clinic with uh, 15 amazing individuals. You know, this is before I started YOL, and uh, we're all still in contact. And a few months on, the 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 founder and executive director of the medical clinic. Um, sort of raised her proverbial social media hand and said, hey, I've got to get a bank loan for this organization. Can somebody help me with a business plan? And, and everybody jumped. And I noticed that, uh, wow, it's amazing once you, you know, are involved with an organization like that, you, you're always, you always want to be involved with that organization. You want to help any way you can. And so we have continued to, we've seen a number of our participants on our learning experiences connect, become ongoing volunteers with these organizations. We don't solicit donations on behalf of the organization, but we've seen people write checks uh, on the spot because they're so moved by the mission of this organization, the great work that they're doing. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so it's, it's, it's just an amazing sort of um, back and forth. And we try to provide updates to people. One of the things that we do for all of our service partners, most of whom we've been working with since we, we started the company, is we use our uh, social media vehicles uh, to promote them. And if they have something or need something, uh, and also to provide updates on what's going on. But yeah. we're, we're working on some other cool ways of connecting our, our participants um, with our partners. See, culture. Yeah. Right. There's, there's strategies that are formed by that, but our, our slogan here is lead with kindness. And, and I was challenged with this. I've told the story a couple of times, but I was challenged by my wife uh, saying that, Jamie, that's a little too soft. You need to come up with something a little bit more powerful. And I thought about it for a long time. And ultimately I came back around. I'm like, that's pretty powerful. If you're brave enough to lead with kindness, like what are your limits? Absolutely. Uh, I, our mission is to nourish and ignite, and our vision is to live in a more conscious, connected, and generous world. And if we can all live in a more conscious, connected, and generous world, particularly these days, the world is, you know, if we aim for that as, as our vision, um, 
you know, we're going to live in a much better society, live on a much better planet. Um, life is just going to be better. Um, so it will be, Oh my gosh. Along, thinking along the same lines. Yeah. In one company, one business, one team, one, one individual at a yeah. time. Oh man, that is fantastic. So, so you have these plans you're, you're launching here. This is, this is happening, what, this summer? Yeah. So we are extremely excited. We um, have done a lot of work in uh, the mindful leadership arena. Um, our director of learning, Zanette Johnson, who unfortunately couldn't be here today, um, has designed this just amazing one, of, first of its kind, year-long cohort program focused on mindful leadership. It is a, uh, an amazing year-long professional development opportunity for any senior emerging exec. Um, and we're launching it in early June. And mindful of the events of the day, we um, uh, have some backup plans. We're, it, it includes four face-to-face -face retreats. It includes uh, six facilitated online sessions. And then there are quarterly, what we're calling online accountability circles, leveraging a peer learning partner of our circles, they're called Amazing Company, um, which will allow participants to share what they're learning, what share how they're applying the learning in real time at their respective organizations um, with each other. So it's truly peer-led. Um, the first retreat is the first weekend in June. Uh, so the and as at the time of this recording, this is, this is, we're in March of 2020. So the first retreat will be at, at June. So if you're listening to this episode after June, 2020, just know there's more coming. <laughs> there, there are, there are more cohorts coming. Yeah. And uh, the other thing, if you're not aware, so we're dealing with the uh, co uh, coronavirus right now. So that's what I was alluding to. So we are, uh, our, our program will, will launch in the beginning of June. If we're not able to get together uh, in person, the first retreat will be virtual. But uh, um, nice. we've got, we've got uh, plans um, for it to, to, to kick off regardless. So um, uh, please contact uh, me at uh, david at experienceyold.com. If you want to learn more, just go to our website, which is experienceyold.com forward slash leaders and you'll learn all about the program but we're very oh confident. that's fantastic fantastic yeah i was just going to ask how people thank reach you for out. the plug jamie yeah yeah for sure no this is great um so <clears throat> you're b2b now at what point would a company a team a a, a a junior level management team or a senior level management team at what are they experiencing right now that your service, this experience, would really be something they should be looking into? What are they going through right now? Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a good question. And there are a number of particular sort of areas that our programs address. One is burnout, which is pervasive across you know, all of corporate America right now, people doing um, a lot with a little, people working longer hours, people always on. Um, so burnout leads to depleted workforces and higher costs. Our programs address that. Um, distributed teams not in sync 
with the home office is another sort of big trend that's happening right now. So despite the innovations in communications technology, um, we're seeing increasingly people becoming more and more disconnected. The New York um, office is being treated better than the LA office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and with global companies as well. I mean, and, and so, um, uh, our programs address that. We have solutions that can be deployed anywhere in the world that help improve connection and communication uh, and cohesion amongst teams. Um, so culture. that's uh, it's all culture. Um, uh, another sort of connected trend is uh, increasingly we're seeing um, emerging leaders disconnected from or, or emerging leaders feeling like their values are disconnected from their executive teams. And uh, I don't want to single out millennials, but um, in that age cohort, we're seeing it more and more. And we're seeing uh, those folks who are managing the most difficult projects and are floating around the world, um, who feel uh, disconnected, don't feel aligned with values of their team, um, and uh, also increasingly wanting to work for companies that, that walk the talk, that where they don't just, you know, uh, pay lip service to, to certain values and, and, and things that are important to those folks. And so mm -hmm. uh, our programs address, address that problem is another, you know, sort of one. And then I would say finally, um, a lot of, you know, uh, there are executive and senior manager uh, professional development budgets in most companies. And um, depending upon the size of the company, um, they may be deploying several different solutions. But what we're finding and hearing is a lot of those solutions are not metrics-based. They're not necessarily working. The learning is coming in, and it's not being sustained. Um, and so um, we're, we're, every program we design and we deliver um, is, has been developed to increase compassion, performance, and productivity. And we are trying to make every program from here on out metrics-based so um, we can demonstrate that uh, you know, we are doing what we profess to do. And so um, we have some data now behind that on uh, improvements, statistically significant data on stress, inspiration, empowerment, an agency, uh, and look to kind of continue to build upon that. Is any so, of that found in your white paper? Uh, it's found on our website, actually. Is, oh, it is. Well, got to go to experienceyold.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we wrap up today? Not at all. I, I love what you're doing. I love the podcast. And uh, um, I'm glad you're out there um, highlighting companies like ours because we're kind of a unique bird. So we are grateful for the opportunity to be here with you. Well, thank you. And I'm grateful for you taking the time to stop by and, and just say hi. Uh, David Cherner, you are an incredible human being. And I absolutely love what you're doing. Not only are you giving people an opportunity to recharge their batteries, so to speak, but you're giving them a roadmap to implement against what it is that they're taking this valuable time with themselves to do. And, and, and I, it's, it's, you, you can't just stop without the implementation of whatever it is that they, that they've gained. Um, and to have that giving element is, is mind blowing to me. Uh, so much power comes from giving. Um, and that's where I talk about being selfish in a good way. Because when you give, 
it makes you feel good. And I'm speaking about me. I shouldn't generalize. For me, when I give it, it makes me feel awesome. And that's a sense uh, kind of selfish uh, or selfless is probably a better word. Much in the same way that if I exercise and take care of my body, that's a good thing because then I can now take care of other people. So that giving element that's attached to what you're doing is is fantastic. And and hats off to you. Kudos. <laughs> Just Thank I'm you. blown away by what you're doing. Ah, oh, thanks so much. Really appreciate yeah. it. Well, hold on one quick second. We'll go ahead and wrap up. Uh, I want to invite everybody to go visit experienceyol.com. Go to experienceyol.com. Like uh, David said, forward slash, was it leaders or leadership? Leaders? Leaders. Leaders. Okay. Go to experienceyol.com forward slash leaders. We'll put all of this in the show notes. So if you're driving around right now or mowing your lawn, don't worry about it. If you're mowing your lawn, holy cow, summer's <laughs> too early. But uh, um, yeah, but we'll put all this, the notes there. Please reach out to David uh, if, if this is something you feel that can help you out. And we all need to recharge our batteries. We all need to take the break. And why not take a break while you can also help somebody else out? Plus, improve your leadership skills and qualities and go through that transformative experience. Uh, I, I absolutely love this. Um, high five to David, his whole team over there. ExperienceYoel.com. Go there, check it out. Okay, so this is going to be a wrap up. Uh, my name is Jamie J, uh, host of Culture Eat Strategy. Absolutely absolutely love culture. What are you doing to make a difference in your organization today for the betterment? Is anybody on your team, in your management group, or in your company um, saying crazy things around the water bottle? Are they just not buying into the program? Um, have a conversation with them. Find out what's on their mind. Address it. Have an open door policy. Get that communication going. Uh, it works for me and my company. Uh, it's sure working for David and what he's doing. So take some time to listen. Listen intentfully and soulfully to engage notably. All right. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon and we'll see you next time here on Culture Eat Strategy. Thanks so much.